From the newsroom of the Bryant College Station Eagle, this is the Brazos Sports Press Cast. And now, the Eagle High School Sports Team, Alex Miller and Jake Weiss. What's up, y'all? You're listening to the Brazos Sports Preps Cast. I'm Alex Miller from the Eagle. Hey, it's here. It's the Texas high school football playoffs, y'all. There's 18 Brazos Valley teams in the postseason brackets from 5A all the way down to 6-man and even in the private school ranks. This is a supersized episode. As you can tell, we have literally the camera as far back as we can to get everybody in here. Mm-hmm. I'm not smart enough to hook up five microphones, so we're going to be sharing them. But hey, we got Jake Weiss, Andrew Tenio, of course, from the Eagle. What's up, guys? I'm doing well. I'm doing very, very well. You uh, introduced us first and not our guest? Like, well, hey, to, our, our guest... I'm yeah. so wow. sorry. Hey, and we got Ben Peck from KAGS. What's up, Ben? Not too much. How are you doing? And Morgan Weaver from KBTX. Hello, Alex. Thank it's so good all. to see you, Morgan. <laughs> all right. We got a lot of ground to cover. We got probably a lot of opinions, different teams. So let's just get to it. All right. At this at this point, no games have been played. It's it it's it's a new season. Give me the team in the Brazos Valley you've got the most confidence in to make a deep run. Morgan, I think I I think I might have an idea who I you're going I'm with. I think I'm going to surprise you, actually. Oh. I am saying College Station, the Cougars. I, I have recency bias maybe just because I was just there this past week. But I think undefeated in district play, they have all the momentum in the world. They have played at an elite level against Consol, which we saw. So I don't know. I'm, I'm going with the Cougs. Okay, Ben? Ben? I don't hate that pick. I probably feel better about College Station heading into this postseason than I did last year. I, I was thinking I was going to be peer pressured into making the pick I'm about to next to Morgan Weaver. I think it's still got to be Franklin. I mean, I was at the Lorena game start to finish. I know they came up short, but they had many chances to close that game out. And, and we could be sitting at, what would it be, 42 straight wins at this point or something like that? It would be a lot. So... <laughs> Listen, I th- they still got some dudes. I think, you know, I don't know if Coach Fan would ever admit it. I don't know if it's a blessing in disguise in terms of getting their guys refocused, re-energized, and, and you've got a still a one-loss Franklin team on a mission with something to prove. That just seems like a dangerous recipe. Oh, I'm going to take a moment real quick. Well, actually, let's finish here, and then I want to come back to that real quick and do a, do a little spiel on Brank- Franklin. Excuse me. All Jake. right, so in the spirit of not copying anyone else, because I was thinking College Station. By the time we got to me, I was thinking, well, College Station and Franklin are probably going to be off the board. Yeah. And I was right. Uh, so I'm going Bremont. All right. I All think, right. Uh, you know, that district was tough. I know it was three teams finished 4-1. and one. Uh, Bremont came up short against Chilton. It was, what, two-point conversion? Hey, I was at that game down yeah. to the wire. They lost their quarterback and their running back, and it still came down to a two-point conversion to go to overtime. Uh, you called it like a log jam, Alex, that district, uh, what, two weeks ago, a week ago? Yeah. Whenever it was. Point is, I think it's more of a buzzsaw because, like, everybody just seems – all four teams for me, I'm just, like, real excited. But I think Bremont's kind of the top dog there. I think kind of that whole district is going to have some success. But uh, I like Bremont. Hey, I- Iola might give Falls City a hard time this week, Jake. Oh, I'm glad you mentioned that. Well, look, stay tuned, everybody. <laughs> All right, Andrew. <laughs> I think the just shows the Brazos Valley how deep it is this year because we're going four for four in unique teams. I'm going to go down to the Taps level. We're going St. Joseph, the St. Joseph Eagles. I think they avoid uh, Prosper Prestonwood um, until I think the finals. I think they got Bolverde to start out. 
Shouldn't be no problem. They got Fredericksburg Heritage, which could give them a run, but I'm, I don't see it. I, I'm going with the Eagles. So I'm going to copy Morgan. I'm going with College Station. It's, it's hard to pick against a team that's been to the state championship game two years in a row. This Cougars team, unlike last year, has they, they have their identity, right? They know who they are. They, they, they have established playmakers. It's going to be a tough road. That region is loaded. There's like five or six teams that could win the region, I think. But when it comes down to it, I think College Station, in my opinion, has what it takes to get back there. And, hey, that one loss that they have this season, week one against Lovejoy, that's aged pretty well. Lovejoy beat the number one team in 5A Division II by three touchdowns at their place last week. So, uh, you know, College Station, battle-tested team. They got a good squad. And uh, I, I, I got confidence in the Cougs. So, there you go. All right. Who – okay, what, we're, what? Coming, we're coming back. I was going to say, what do you want to say about We're coming Franklin? back. Okay. I, I think there's a little reluctance on, on Franklin, whereas at the beginning of the season, I think – we all across the board probably would have had the Lions as the team to beat. Obviously, they were beaten. Columbus has really emerged as the team to beat in 3A Division One. Morgan, you're our resident Franklin oh. beat reporter. <laughs> what have you seen from the Lions this year that's maybe a little different? And, and what gives you confidence that maybe they, they've got what it takes to, to make it happen when push comes to shove? Uh, the Lions are my sleeper because I think everybody is sleeping on the Lions so far. Just because of the one loss, I think without the loss, I think we might be talking about them a little differently. But I, I think Tyler told me yesterday nobody has from Dave Campbell's has them making it out of the region. And I'm like, this is back-to-back defending state champs, the Franklin Lions. And I think just because they're not used to losing that they got that loss, I think that's good for them, honestly. I think that's going to turn the page. They went to work. They've won their last two games. I think the biggest difference that I've seen from last year to this year is they're finding new ways to score because they can't just rely on Bryson Washington anymore. And I think Jaden Jackson has stepped up into that role. But they're finding new ways. I think Court had three passing touchdowns last week. So I whoa, don't know. Whoa. whoa. Timeout. Court Lowry had three, three passing, passing touchdowns last week. That's got to be a school three record. Three out of their seven touchdowns came through passing. All right. So they're finding new ways to score. Thank you for the mic back. <laughs> they're finding new ways to score. I think their defense is still pretty strong. So I, th- I think they got a shot to make it back. You know, I, I think Franklin likes being in this position because, okay, think about the first time they won state, right? They they were coming off the state championship loss. They were kind of on this revenge tour. They had a chip on their shoulder. They felt like they were being a little doubted. They like mm-hmm. being the, in that underdog to out to prove something. And I think people think that, oh, well, Franklin's flawed. Well, they're still pretty darn good. It's not going to be necessarily easy for them to get there. But I also think there's something to be said of they don't have to play Columbus until a region final. Yeah, That would go a long way. Not to mention, it looks like Columbus is probably going to have to play Lorena in round three, potentially, if, if chalk holds. I'm not convinced that Columbus gets out of that unscathed necessarily. That's going to be a tough game. I think if, And I think if Franklin gets another crack at Lorena... I think they'll win. They're going to want some vengeance. Mm-hmm. But also, I think Lorena is peaking at the right time. Getting Jaden Porter back is a huge deal for them. Yeah. yeah. So, all right. That was a good segue into our sleeper pick. Yeah. Ben, 
Who's your sleeper pick? I'm trying to think of how creative I want to get and uh, how, how much I want to say for y'all. I'll say I'll, I'll go with Madisonville for a, for a D2. Uh, only two losses, I believe, Columbus and then Connolly, and that game went down to the wire, strange circumstances. The game canceled, have to drive back to Waco the next day on a Saturday afternoon, and you only come up short a, touch, a walk-off touchdown in the last second. So, you know, another team that's got some playmakers and uh, – I think a somewhat navigable road through the playoffs. We'll see what they can do. They, you know, we saw what they did last year. Big upset over Lagrange that I wasn't expecting. So, and then think, Belleville, yeah, and then Belleville. So, I think this team. I don't know. Maybe they have a little magic. Andrew, who's your sleeper pick? Ben took the words right in my mouth. I'm also going to go Madisonville. Um, I really love their offensive talent. Their defense has come around. I think. They've only given up more than 14 points twice, and that was to Columbus and Lorena, or Columbus and Conley, excuse me, who you know have been great programs, obviously. So yeah, I think there's a path there. I know they've got some tough hurdles to go against in the second and third round, specifically if they get to that point. Uh, but I like the Mustangs. They're going to give some teams some trouble. Jake, all right. So I can kind of see your computer screen, your notes here. So I'm glad I'm not <laughs> copying you because I have two actually for this for this uh, one. I okay. think I might have. Uh, so I'm going to go Iola. No surprise. Oh, I told him they would come man. back around. Oh, uh, man. He's a believer in the I am, Bulldogs. I am. Uh, you know, kind of a magical season here. You know, six and four. You might kind of look at that and go, like, wow, how is that magical? That's kind of just, you know, they're winning, sure. But, you know, haven't been in the playoffs in three years. Uh, coach, first-year head coach Rex Sharp has taken over. Um, I believe he was on staff last year as an assistant. He gets the job this year. Um, Got them back in the playoffs. You know, it's a small senior class. I think they only have eight seniors. A lot of young guys. But, uh, hey, I mean, I think, like I said, that district is pretty tough. They're all kind of trial by fire. Uh, yeah, they're two and three in that district. But all three losses are the, to the three teams above them, who are all really good teams. I mean, we talked – I talked with them this week, and we talked about the Bremont game a little bit. Yeah, they got shut out. But he was like, hey, Bremont is Bremont. And I think that kind of experience, getting to go up against those teams, that helps you come playoff time. Playing good teams helps you come playoff time. Um, second one for this question, my other sleeper, man, I don't know if I can consider them a sleeper because they're nine and one, but Anderson Shiro. Yep. I yeah. was, I yeah. was yeah. hoping man. someone would get like, them. Anderson Shiro, the Owls, uh, you know, and I, and I kind of have them slotted as a sleeper because, you know, they've been to the playoffs before. This isn't unfamiliar, but they never got their first win. So maybe they can still kind of, I don't know, like, I don't know who, who makes the rules here. I guess you, you asked the question, so. Hey. It's your, you know, it's your. <laughs> it's your show. I'll, yeah. I'll let it slide, Jake. I'd go with the I'll Owls, I'll let though. it slide. Like, I'd go I'll with the Owls slide. as my sleeper. Okay. Ben, I don't know if you had more to add. But. No, I, I totally agree with all your points. I think, you know, they're, they've destroyed pretty much everyone they've played with the exception of Newton, which is a great team. But, you know, and strange stuff can happen in the playoffs, as we see every year. My sleeper, I said the team I was most confident in was College Station. My sleeper is AM Consolidated. Mm-hmm. I think the Tigers are playing really good football right now. They, they have, we've talked all year. This defense is good. We know that. But the offense, they're really starting to get the wheels turning. You know, I think Will Hargett has really kind of just settled in. He's playing relaxed, he's playing confident, he's playing calm. You know, Ellis Myers has been just such a reliable target. He was our player of the week. Peyton Bjork is good. That offensive line is really starting to come together. And, you know, hey, they're they're running that two-quarterback system, and if, if Will doesn't get that scoring drive, it, Tyler Pulling's played pretty well. I mean, he, he is a reliable backup. And 
when you got Trey Taylor at running back, that's uh that's a pretty that's a pretty good uh skill group there. They have Wagner this week. Okay. We're going to talk about that one in a little bit. Wagner's going to be a tricky team to beat. They'll likely face Fulshear in the second round if they get through this Friday. Fulshear is going to be a really challenging team to beat. Jake, you were there last year when Fulshear uh, beat Consol. But, man, if they get through those two rounds, I'm looking at that top little quadrant of that Region 3. I'd take Consol over any of those teams. Mm. And if they get another crack at College Station... <laughs> Man, you know, they had the Cougars on the ropes. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, hey, watch out for the Tigers, man. They and, and, hey, Coach Schmidt, this is where he thrives, right? He has made some deep playoff runs with Prosper, who, by the way, like won their district in 6A again this year. They're going to be one of the favorites up there in the DFW area. So, uh, don't sleep on the Tigers. Lions and Tigers, man. I, I love it. <laughs> I, no, I totally agree. They're, they're playing, like you said, they're playing their best right now. Okay, I think there's a lot of big picture regions that are exciting. What's a what's a region that really excites you guys that you're like, man, this bracket's really good. Um, I think for me, I don't know exactly what region it is, but the Lake Creek Huntsville Brenham five A D two. I think yeah. I think that's a close one. I think their district was a lot closer than people thought it was going to be. I think Randall Brenham and Huntsville were all tied for second at one point. So I think there's – I know Lake Creek is really good, but I also know their quarterback is injured. So I think there's a chance for some upsets in that region. So that one excites me. Hey, Lake Creek's number one in the the state right now in 5A Division II. Yeah, and I think uh, to your point too, I think Huntsville played – they they were missing like Isaiah Collins early in the year, and and they were playing some tough games, came out on the wrong side of some results. So they're probably better – and their record indicates to your points. I'm going to go back to 3A Division One, Region 3. I think it's Region 3. But Lorena, Franklin, uh, Hitchcock, Columbus. Uh, th- there's, I think, a round one matchup, if I'm not mistaken, is it Hitchcock against Little River Academy? <laughs> yeah. Little River Academy, not bad. Eight and two. Like, they – Franklin beat them, but they have <laughs> talent. They did. They did. But okay. <laughs> they, they've got talent to make – plays and, and make things interesting i guess in in a you know a night where anything can happen so that's that bracket is juicy to me yeah there's probably there's probably five or six t- in like die ball in woodville like franklin almost lost to woodville the woodville, first game of the season franklin they, to the they, had to, they had an interception at the goal line with like 10 seconds to go to win that game so hey don't sleep on district nine so uh, again, me and Ben, just basically the same Bang. person at this point. I'm also going to go 3A Region 3. I think past the second round, there's no easy games. There's no easy games left for Franklin past the second round. So it's it's a it's a gauntlet of a region. So Jake? Oh, gosh. Uh, I kind of want to skip. Uh, <laughs> skip? Yeah. That's not allowed. You're, you're not pass. making the rules. Um, <laughs> no, but uh, I was just trying to, like everyone else is coming at it from kind of what it, you know where it could go and what it could. And my kind of just only rule was I was just thinking, like, hey, which region do we have the most teams in uh, in the Brazos Valley? And I think it's 2A. Uh, you have the thing here, Alex. Yep. Uh, I think it's the one with uh, Bremont, Burton. 2A Division Two, Region 4. Yeah, I went with that one just because, uh, yeah, I think that has the most teams here from the Brazos Valley. So, uh, yeah, that, that was my reason, everybody. <laughs> hey, Are this – go ahead, Ben. Oh, no, I, I have a hunch I know where you're going with your pick. Well, this actually was my pick, um, 2A Division Two, Region 4. I mean, Chilton, 
I mean, uh, Burton and Granger, that's like on our pick em this week. And I'm like, what am I going to do? Like, <laughs> that's hard. <laughs> that's a hard pick. That uh, I'm not. I'm not convinced Iola's going to upset Fall City, but like, if they did, I wouldn't be surprised. Mm. Sorry, Jake. Um, <laughs> Fall City's really freaking good. And then Bremond, like, like, I'm so impressed with Bremond. Like the job that Coach Kazowski has done with that team this year after losing Braylon Wortham. I mean, he he was he was the star of the show last year, and and they haven't skipped a beat. I mean, Coven Zan has been spectacular this season for them, and so. I'm so impressed with what Coach Kozowski has done with it. I shouldn't be surprised. I mean, this guy should be a Hall of Famer one day. He's won three state championships. But, um, you know, really impressive job with Bremond. And, hey, if the chips fall their way, don't sleep on the Tigers, man. But Mart is looming. And whoever whoever survives this region, I mean, Mart, Mart is up. inevitable. <laughs> mm-hmm. Good luck. Yeah. Oh, Good yeah. luck. Burton could tell you all about them. I, I do want to give a shout-out to the 5A Division One Region 3. We talked about it a little bit earlier, but like you said, I could see more than a handful of teams getting through that. Well, and okay, one that I don't want to totally overlook because there's only one Brazos Valley team in it is 4A Division Two Region 3 with Madisonville. Yeah. Right. Okay, we touched on this a little bit, but like District 9, like – all four of those teams could be in the region semifinals, and I wouldn't be surprised between Silsby, West Orange, Stark, uh, Jasper, and Hampshire Finette. Especially Hampshire Finette and Silsby. I mean, Draylon Miller, I, I know he's not committed to A&M anymore, but whoever he ends up playing for, they're going to get a heck of a football yeah, player. Turns out he, he didn't get any worse at playing football. He's still very good. He's still very good. And, you know, I think Madisonville's got a really good team. And if somehow they get through Belleville and Silsby, I mean, Coach Urbanke might be our coach of the year, if, if, if we're being honest. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, a, that's, a, that's some tough sledding. So, all right. What game are you guys looking forward to this week? Because there's some really good by-district matchups uh, this week. My game to watch, you touched on it earlier, is Console and Wagner. I think Console is playing really well, and I think home field advantage is going to help. But like you said earlier, Wagner is going to be a little tricky. I think they have the same record as well, so I think that will be a good one to watch. Uh, I'm going to touch on that one real quick because that's my game to watch. You know, going into last week, it was looking like Console was going to have to play at Wagner. Mm-hmm. There was only one scenario for Console to finish second place in District 11, and it happened because Cedar Park couldn't score a touchdown at the end of the game and New Braunfels Canyon upset Wagner. Wagner runs that flex bone offense, which if you're Consol, I think playing Leander Glenn last week was actually like the best thing possible because now your defense, like you're used to kind of seeing, like you don't see that at 5A level very much. I mean, we go see it when we cover Franklin, but like at that level, it's all spread and fun and gun and all that jazz. And so, I was and, and I was there just this past this morning yeah, actually. Yeah, and they were doing for thirty minutes. They were running wing T defense for that for for thirty minute period. And so, uh, like you mentioned, it was really good. They get that back to back weeks now. And yeah. I, I just want to add early on in that game against College Station last year, Wagner gave the Cougars some trouble. Like it was, I, I would never say it was dicey uh, in terms of Cougars not making it out of there. But first half, I was there. It was I th- I was tied pretty late into that first half and and they just like the thing with those wing T offenses they shorten the game so one big play happens and that could totally swing it that feels like a two three possession swing 
uh, given how short it is. Well, and, and you look at Wagner, and you look at how the, like their scores, like they either score a lot or they don't score at all. So that tells me that their opponents either they either figure out what they're doing or they don't. Like it, there's not a lot of middle ground, and so. This comes down to can Consol's defense, which is really good, be disciplined enough to to figure it out and stay at it for four quarters? Because Wagner Wagner's going to be a tough test. I definitely think it helps being at home though and not having to go three hours down the road in a yellow dog. So, Ben, what's your game to watch? I'm looking at a rematch from I can't remember which round it was. I want to say it was third round Brenham Port Natchez Groves Ooh, in 5A Division 2 uh, I mean Port Natchez Groves I think you would not have guessed if you're Brenham that that would be the team going all the way to the state championship games and and how close Brenham was to coming out on top with that game you know I feel like their offense has been a, not a work in progress but they've been kind of feeling out having to replace Ryland Wooten this year and some playmakers but that defense very physical can really assert themselves, and they do have the playmakers to, you know, have explosive plays offensively. And uh, I think revenge, of course, will be on the mind of the Cubs. Well, I think that'll be a great one. Well, and is that a home game for PNG? Uh, I believe. I, I mean, yeah, it's so. got to be right. I think it is. Yeah. I think so. Okay, PNG. It is. P- <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't sure that got picked up. PNG is such a hard place to play. Like they put ten thousand people in the stands every week, and like. Like that's a that's a town that like lights go out Friday night oh, when, yeah. when they're home. So that's that's going to be a hostile environment for for Brenham to go to. Jake, we'll go with you. All right, I was going to let Andrew go. Um, no, so uh, kind of circles back to one of my sleepers. I'll go uh, Anderson Shiro, New Diana. Uh, once again, you know Anderson Shiro, nine and one. Feels weird to call him a sleeper, but hey, if they win this week, his first win in in school playoff win in school history. I think they're I think they've been six or seven times at this point now and. Haven't gone over the hump, so I mean, if you win this week, I mean, I kind of feel like the band-aid gets ripped off, and it's kind of just like, all right, let's just go out there and keep winning, see what happens. Uh, get the first one, you're all good. Andrew, gonna go a little under the radar, just me curious. Lexington and bowling. Ooh, uh, Lexington. I like it. Lexington seven and three this year, but they haven't beaten anyone above five hundred yet. So this is really the first interesting test that I have, and I did some research on bowling's defense, which. Outside of uh, East Bernard and Tidenhaven, their defense has been really good. Those two games, that's just that's, that's how good those schools are. Um, but Lexington and Bowling is my interesting one to see if Lexington can get over the hump and beat a team over 500. All right. Well, hey, before we close it out, where are you guys going to be this week? Um, I know I know our schedule is a little up in the air depending on volleyball, but where, where are you guys going to be? You already know where I'm going to be. <laughs> I'm going to be with the Franklin Lions in Waller. So, if you want to follow along, I'll be there. You can follow me on Twitter. Okay. I was initially going to be there, but now I'll be at the uh, Consol game hosting San Antonio Wagner. I was at the, as I mentioned, the CSTAT game for uh, San Antonio Wagner. So, excited to see what another College Station team can do against that school. I'll be at College Station Bernie Champion on Friday and uh, TBD on on Mr. Weiss. Yeah, either Consol or Lady Cougar Volleyball. So, we'll see. There you go. All right, guys. Any final thoughts uh, on uh, on the on our playoff docket for the Brazos Valley? I just hope we we I just hope everybody has fun. Yeah, <laughs> everybody has fun. I hope we get a little cooler weather so it actually feels like playoff football. I, you know, we got the time change, so we're kicking off at night. That's great. But I always love this time of year. That's a good word. Well, hey, 
We'll be back here in a bit. We got Greg Tepper from Dave Campbell's Texas Football giving us kind of a statewide look. He's got three teams from the Brazos Valley winning their regions. We'll hear why he picked some of those teams here in a minute. All right. We done. All right. All right, welcome back to the Brazos Sports Preps cast. Y'all joining us on the phone now is Greg Tepper. He's the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football. Greg, it, it's 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 kind of like the holiday season around here in uh, in in high school football. It's like Christmas almost. Don't don't forget Thanksgiving, but it, it's kind of like Christmas with the playoffs being here. Yeah, this is the most wonderful time of the year, quite quite frankly, and, and especially kicking off this week with the by district round. Uh, I think it's it's really we take it for granted, but it's worth remembering that this weekend is the single largest elimination round of any sport anywhere in the world. Three hundred and fifty two win or go home games across the state of Texas. Uh, there's there's literally nothing like it, and and I think that we should uh, really cherish it, and it's going to be a, a fun ride. Well. You guys at, at, at DCTF, y'all do some great work, and you guys picked every region of every classification this week. You yourself picked College Station and Bremont to win their respective regions in 5A and down in 2A. What do you like about the, the Cougars and Tigers? Yeah, you know, I think it's two different situations. With College Station, I kind of feel like everyone kind of forgot about them after the week one loss to Lovejoy, which, by the way, I think has aged pretty well, uh, considering they just knocked off the number one team in 5A Division, uh, division 2. This is a, a College Station team that I think is really rounding into form and is, is offensively has the playmakers that you need uh, to, to win deep in, in November and December with guys like Arrington Maiden, guys like Aiden Martinez-Brown. I think the defense has really come along since that week one loss. And furthermore, let's also remember, they were in the state championship last year and the year before. This is a College Station program that has that pedigree, and I feel like we sometimes we overthink this thing. And, and you look at College Station, their program with pedigree, Sony Pryor's done an unbelievable job taking over for Steve Huff, and Every team that they have that they would face in that in their region, they would have beaten before. I mean, they beat Smithson Valley last year. Uh, I think Fulshire is an interesting squad, but I think that this is a College Station team that people uh, maybe do not think highly enough of, and I am not among them. I think this is a College Station team that can make it back to AT and T Stadium. And then for Bremont, they're a really interesting situation. One of the things I think is interesting is, is that you take a look at their region, 2A Division II, Region 4, and, and I think that the power nexus of that region is pretty clearly District 13, uh, 13 2A Division II, which was an absolute mess. It came to a, down to a three-way tie uh, for first place, and they ended up getting the, the, the favorable draw in the tiebreaker and getting the, the top seed, which means they have, in my opinion, the easiest path through Region 4. Uh, they would have to run through Fall City, who's a long-time kind of force in that region, but I think this is a Bremont team that is growing up. Obviously, there have been big changes with that program in recent months, but I think that they have found the answer offensively, and it is the sophomore Terrence Scott. I think that his emergence, uh, as well as the uh, as well as the emergence of, of their quarterback, Kobe Zan, has really given them a one-two punch, especially in the ground game, that makes them really hard to stop. And, and I think that, look, you look at District 13, 2A Division 2, as I mentioned, I think it's the best district in that region. And if they were to see a 
get Chilton or Granger again, I think it'll be a fantastic game. But I think that, the, that ultimately you got to go with the strongest team in that strongest district. And in my opinion, right now, I'd have to go with Fremont. You know, it's it's interesting. Those two teams are are kind of intertwined uh, a little bit this season with. You know, Bremont last year, Braylon Wortham was their guy. And he transferred to College Station over the offseason. His dad took a coaching job at, at, at College Station High. And I think going into the year, we were all wondering, like, what's Bremont going to do? Like, you know, they've got a good team, but Braylon was their guy. And, and Coben's been the answer. And I think Coach Kozowski, I mean, he's got three state championships thanks to a guy named Rashad Paul and a good supporting cast. But... He he's done a heck of a coaching job with the Tigers this year. No, Jeff, Jeff Kozowski's a, a, a bald coach Jack. That guy knows what he's doing, and, and I think that uh, you're right. Obviously, Rashad Paul had a lot to do with those titles, but that's a, that was, those were well coached ball clubs, and Bremont's always well coached. I, I think that you're right. This is a Bremont team that has found their identity in the post Braylon Wortham era, and I, a lot of it is Coven Zan and the emergence of that of that sophomore running back uh, Terrence Scott. Yeah, you mentioned those regions. I mean, you, you touched on 2A Division two, Region four, 5A Division one, Region three. I mean, there's probably five, maybe six teams that could win that region when it's all said and done. Yeah, 5A Division one, Region three is one of the most balanced regions, I think, in, in of all the brackets. And uh, you, when you look up and down, uh, they, you're right. I think there's a number of teams you can see winning. Obviously, I'm a fan of College Station, but Smithson Valley, this they feel like this is their year. They feel like this is Larry Hill's best squad that they've had there. Full year, the new kind of the new kid on the block. They are explosive. They have got game changing playmakers. I think the winner of San Antonio Wagner San A M Consolidated, a hellacious first round matchup. I think they can make a deep run. And then also, I would take a look at Galveston Ball as a program that had the dreaded ten and one last year. Uh, they would need to prove that that was an aberration and not the norm. But that's a team with an outstanding defense. they got a playmaker in the secondary and Jonah Williams, who is a high-level SBS recruit. Um, this is a deep region that uh, I like College Station, but they'll have to earn their way out of that region. You know, going down to 3A Division One. None of you guys picked Franklin to, to do the three-peat or even win its region. And, and I don't know if that's indicative about the Lions, but what is it about Columbus particularly and maybe even a team like Hitchcock that you guys feel might put them over the top over, over what Franklin's been able to do the last couple of years? Yeah, I never like picking against a two-time defending state champ, uh, and, and I agonized over this because Franklin certainly would love to have a chip on their shoulder. Uh, but this is a two-fold conversation. First of all, let's talk about the region, because I think region, region 3 is better than it has been in past years and harbors, in my opinion, the single best team in all of 3 Division one in Columbus. This is a, a team that looks – the word I keep coming back to is complete. Their defense is really, really strong, led by John Schobel. Their offense has, in my opinion, the, the best playmaker in 3A Division One, in Adam Schobel, their quarterback, plus an outstanding running back in Tyvon Whitehead. They're very sound in special teams. They do a little bit of everything. They're very, very strong. Hitchcock is also in that bunch. You want to talk about upside as far as the blood system is concerned. Almost nobody can touch Hitchcock. I mean, they've got they've got 6A playmakers, guys. Guys like Lloyd Jones III, the new Texas Tech commit. Uh, guys like Damian McDaniel. I mean, this team is loaded for bear. There's a health concern as far as how healthy they are going in the playoffs, but the upside is unbelievable uh, for Hitchcock. And then you have a team that knocked off Franklin a little bit earlier in Lorena, which is getting better and getting healthier. Jake Porter is back at the wide receiver spot. They have got playmakers, and they are getting better as the season goes on. 
That's one part of it. The other part of it is about Franklin. And yes, look, they're 9-1. They have the one hiccup to Lorena. But I, I do have some concerns about this Franklin team. They're not quite as dominant as we've seen them in the past couple of years. Uh, Jaden Jackson, obviously a star. I'm not quite sure that defense is as good as it has been in the past couple of years, and that's what kind of gives me a little bit of a hang-up to pick them coming out of the region. Now, you pick against Mark Fannin at your own at your own peril. This is a guy who has made a, a living out of making a lot of us look really dumb. But this is, uh, right now, I think that the strength of this region and just the lingering questions we have about Franklin uh, make them, I would say, a slight underdog to win their own region. You know, I think they probably like that position, though, because oh, yeah. you think about two years ago, that was their whole thing. I mean, they were they were number one, but they had this underdog mentality all the way to the state championship, and I, it worked out for them. Yeah, oh, oh, I think, and this is a new, you know, because last year, I think last year everyone knew that Franklin was the team to beat. Um, now, they, they obviously had some challenges. Columbus, the chief amongst them, right? A team that they had to beat on the very last play of the game. Um, but they were they were undisputedly the team to beat. So this is a new kind of phenomenon for them, a, a new feeling for them of just saying, oh, no, like we, we are an underdog. We are going to have to go out there and earn it. And it's going to be a really fascinating run. I will also just throw this out there. That first-round matchup with, with uh, Hallettsville, yeah. Keep an eye on that one. That is a tough first-round matchup right out of the chute for the Lions. They should take care of business. I'm picking them to win that game. But that is a those District 11 versus District 12 matchups, all of them are really, really strong. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw you an extra one here. What do you What do you think is the hardest part about completing a three P? I mean, it, it's it's a rare feat for teams to do. Yeah, it, it hasn't happened very much. I think part of it is that you. You kind of go back to, to just the way that high school football tends to work, which is guys tend to emerge as juniors. And so you get two great years with them, and then you have to reload. At that point, it comes down to culture, and it comes down to being able to have you know maybe a couple another transcendent class, but obviously just building that culture onto it. But it is, it's hard to do. And, and the other thing about that is that you are getting everybody's best shot. You are getting the very – everyone is game planning for you to beat you, and you are, you know, you've got to go out there and, and defend it, and, and that's, that's that can be a, a grind. That can be tough. You're having to game plan for weird formations every week, and that's difficult to do every single every single week, and so I think it's very tough. You know, the last time it happened was Westlake. Alito did it from 2018 to 2020. You know, Mark done it, but but this is a, it's a, it's a rare feat, and if Franklin can pull it off, I mean, you're talking about one of the all-time great uh, you know, programs in Texas high school football history and, and getting up into that echelon. Well, do you have any other Brazos Valley teams that might be might be some sleepers that people should keep their eye on these next few weeks? I've got two. Two that I think are flying under the radar. Look, I mean, we talked about College Station. Um, I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a fan, like I mentioned, of a Consolidated and Wagner, the winner of that game, I think has an opportunity. But I think there are two teams that aren't getting their due that I think have an opportunity to make some noise. One of them, let's talk about the Owls of Anderson Shiro. Yes. <laughs> um, I like this team a lot. I do not think that they are some sort of fluky 9-1. I think that they are for real. And part of the reason that I think that people aren't talking about them is because of their uh, their draw. Uh, because they're in three division two, region three, region three, which tends to be dominated by the East Texas schools. Uh, they're going to have to go out there and, and take care of a team like Harmony or Dangerfield. Uh, there's a there's a lot of landmines out there. 
But this Anderson Shiro team, I think, is really built for, to last. And a lot of it comes down to their defense. Their defense is going to travel, and they're going to keep them in every single game. But I think that they are flying under the radar just from a perspective of this is the, that's the East Texas region, and they are obviously not East Texas. And so I'm interested to see exactly what uh, Anderson Shiro is able to do and maybe uh, make some believers out of people. The other, the other team that I'm interested in is Centerville. Centerville is, uh, again, a team that uh, probably flying under the radar because of one other team in the region that's Timpson. Two Division One, Region Three is everyone's just calling it the Timpson region because at some point you're going to have to go beat Terry Bussey. You're going to have to beat the Mr. Texas Football Player of the Year. But this Centerville team is, they are a different gravy. They are serious business. And that running game, that running game's tough. Okay, Andrew Newman, Zantanel Holly, Lamarcus Justice—they've got a stable of backs. And you come, and, and what I love about the Centerville team is that they play complementary football in the sense that that offense keeps their defense fresh because they go on these long, sustained drives. Uh, Centerville, right now, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of looking at this. I'm, I'm trying. I think they're they're at least I would install them right now as as the chief challenger. To Bremont, to to win, or not Bremont, but to Timpson to win that bracket, simply because that running game I think matches up well with a lot of teams, and uh, you know they're going to have to deal with a team like like Beckville or Garrison, but I think that overall that running game and defense can hold them in a lot of games. I think the Centerville Tigers are are if you're looking for like a value buy, I would say that uh, that Centerville is one of those teams. Yeah, I, I bet Centerville would like another crack at Terry Bussey too. He uh, he ended their season the last two years, and uh, it, it wasn't very close in either of those matchups. He's a he's a tough man to bring down. Yeah, I mean he's the best player in the state. Yeah, <laughs> at least he's. I mean he's the most electrifying player, and and you you have to deal with him. But this Centerville team, I think, because of their depth and because of their defense, is, that's going to hold them in a lot of games. And at that point, you probably just need a couple a couple bounces to go your way. Well, Greg, thanks so much for giving us a little insight to, to what you kind of see here in the Brazos Valley. Hey, before we let you go, how can people follow the, the great work you guys do over at, at DCTF throughout this playoff run? Yeah, texasfootball.com slash playoffs has got everything. We've got your brackets, we've got your pairings, we've got predictions, sleepers, everything you need. It's, a, it's an, uh, an exhaustive and exhausting amount of information on texasfootball.com slash playoffs. And if you go to our website, texasfootball.com slash subscribe, you can watch, uh, I think we've got 40 Texas high school football games live this weekend that you can stream on texasfootball.com slash subscribe. Uh, so if you go there, you can check that out and uh, get your football fix uh, and, and to screen it. That's the, that's the beauty of this time. All right. Hey, thanks, Greg. And uh, we'll see if any of these teams make it all the way to AT&T, and we'll, we'll hopefully see you there if that's the case. Yeah, let's plan on seeing each other in Arlington. All right.